Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan presents Mile High Hoops with Zach By. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your day with us here on the podcast. Hey, uh, just checking in, just checking in, reacting to the Michael Porter Jr. Max contract extension. Guys, basketball season is right around the corner. We'll be doing these podcasts very regularly at that point, but I could not come in here and put something on wax after MPJ signs uh, what we thought was coming. I mean, this is not this is not extra surprising uh, news. It's it's not. We we thought this was coming for a while, and. You know, a, a bunch of bunch of different thoughts here. One, you know, initially on, especially on social media, uh, with fans who may, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying all the fans don't get it, but there's a lot of sticker shock with these NBA deals. Don't don't get that. Okay, it's not your money. It's the landscape of the league itself. So yeah, you you hear 200 million. I mean, first of all, let's put it in park here. That's a lot of effing money, all right? I'm not, I'm not saying it's not, okay? That's a ton of cash. I mean, this is these NBA deals, like, I was looking at it um, last night, and I think I was looking at, like, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's a, a, a terrific player, right? He's, he's, like, the 40th paid player in the NBA, and he makes, like, $26 million that's, uh, per, per year. That's, like, higher than the most expensive linebacker in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? That's like, like, and that he's, he's outside of the top 40. I think he's like 30, 41st, like highest paid player in the league or whatever. But it, it's beside the point that the NBA money, it's, it's silly. It's monopoly money. It, it, it is and has been, but now more than ever before. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's a ton, but at the same time, it's not your or my money. Um, it's the Cronkies, and and by the way, the Cronkies the, the deserve, uh, I think, a ton of credit uh, for their movement here in recent months, and that goes from Will Barton to uh, 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 Aaron Gordon and now Michael Porter Jr. on the heels of uh, Jokic and Jamal's money. I mean, you guys have, have seen it. Nuggets, one of three teams with, you know, three guys on max deals, and then and then there's extra, and then there's extra, so... Yeah, there's like a billion dollars in the locker room right now. It's pretty wild, but it's a real commitment, and the Cronkies are just they're 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 swinging at it. They 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 have a window. They're acknowledging it, and they're pushing all their chips to the center. And that's really commendable to uh, an ownership uh, group that um, you know has been criticized for for not having that willingness to go all in and maximize a window. So that's that, that's great. Now we just got to get the TV deal. F- Figured out so everyone in Denver, Colorado, you know, the home of the Nuggets, can see these players that you're paying out the nose. So this is a decision that uh, I don't really think the Nuggets had any choice in, to be totally honest with you. Like, this is a no-brainer. This is as close to a no-brainer as you're going to get in the NBA right now. Because when you drafted Michael Porter Jr. on draft night, okay, and he falls to you, you are hoping that your long-term plan, because you got to remember, he didn't, he didn't play that first year. I know you guys remember that. Uh, when you picked him at 14, they put together this long-term plan. And you would hope that uh, when you sat down on draft night and made the decision to, to, to draft this medical red flag 
some teams do not draft list. You put together this long-term plan, and it had an arc to it. You hope when you install that plan that at the end of the rainbow, you're signing Michael Porter Jr. to a maximum extension that, that could be worth all the way up to $207 million. Like, that's the hope. I say this with quarterbacks, too, in the NFL. It's like people are like, oh, you're going to pay like this quarterback. Like you hope when you draft a quarterback in the first round, you're hoping four years later you're willing to sign up and pay that guy 30 to $35 million. Same deal here with Michael Porter Jr. Is he as established of a superstar as Luka Doncic, you know, who was one of the uh, four, four rookies to sign his max rookie uh, extension? No. Trey Young? No, probably not. I'd say he's probably in the more category of like the 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 Shea Gildress Alexander, but r- regardless, like Michael Porter Jr. has shown you enough that you're willing to do this a year earlier than you had to. Because if you wait till next season, he's a restricted free agent. This does a couple things. One, he's just under your control for the next half of half of a decade. That's quite a stretch, and that should be an incredible window for this organization. No player option. That's also important here. All right. So you're totally in control, but you're also signaling to him, like, just go play. Like, this is not, you know, go out and earn it. Go out and prove it again. No, you've stayed healthy for years now, and there's there's going to be injuries along the way, and it hasn't been totally perfect, but it's the game of basketball. There's going to be a 100% injury rate if you continue to play long enough, uh, as often as Michael Porter Jr. has. Um, And and, and especially the back. Like, the back was the big, massive red flag. Was there some tightness in the postseason a little bit? Yeah, but all things considered, you look at him for the last couple of years, it's been as ideal as you hope it would be. So you, 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 have the, um, you have that factor, that it's been as good as you could have hoped from a health standpoint. And then you have you know, the flashes of absolute brilliance. You know, you have the flashes of you know, scoring you know, 36 and it looks effortless. Right, average 19 points a game. That's a top 40 number in the league on the same team with the MVP. Right? You've also seen him uh, flat have those flashes in the playoffs. Now, again, was it every single night in the playoffs? No. You can think back to like Game Four. You know, he scored three points in that Portland series. But you can also think back to a couple 26 point games, 25 point games uh, in the NBA playoffs. So, and then he had that stretch. We talked a lot about this. Uh, he had that stretch from that game in Boston in February where he was just double figures every night. If you isolated that stretch of time from the middle of February to the end of the NBA season, he's probably averaging 25 you know, p- points a night, somewhere in that variety. So y- y- you have the best case from a health standpoint. You have really what is the best case from a development standpoint. Uh, in his, you know, we got to remember, like, he he just got finished his second year playing. He jumped from nine points to nineteen points, right? He's only played one hundred and sixteen NBA games in the regular season. So, given that sample size, I think it's close to best case scenario. That's a long way from perfect. He's got to make those big strides defensively. We know that, but for a young NBA player, I mean, I, I you got to love what you see, and you're also a team in Denver. And this is so uh, crucial to to this conversation. It's also a no-brainer because the Nuggets as a franchise don't really have a choice. They don't really have a choice. Like, you have to bet on that guy. We know that the history of this franchise has been unable to uh, sign big-time free agents. And so you have to draft well. 
and then and then you have to draft well, and then you have to develop. And and Michael Porter Jr. is such a great example of this: the drafting, the developing, and we're going to see what year three playing has in store for MPJ. But this is something as as a Nuggets franchise that um, you can't you can't mess around with, honestly. You can't, and and you're also, and this is like another layer of the human component. And in NBA basketball, the human component matters a lot. A lot. You're showing that you trust him. You're simply showing that you trust him, and that builds trust between the organization and him. And we'll see if that becomes a factor, you know, five, six years from now, uh, when it becomes maybe being, you know, a nugget for life, uh, or 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 another uh, big time extension. And I think Tim Connolly. Uh, president of basketball operations is, deserves so much credit here. Uh, I, I saw Adam Mares, uh on Twitter asked a question, uh, of course, of, of uh, Dan VR, who's covered this team for a long, long time, doing a great job. He said, how many GMs have drafted three max contract caliber players in a five-year window? I mean, holy crap. That is like executive of the year type stuff. And this organization is so... Lucky to have him. Now, he he could have left. He could have went home. He could have went back to Washington uh, where he got his start. But he has chose to made, make Denver his home for he and his family. And because of that, man, the dividends keep on getting paid out from that guy being here. Seriously. He, 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 like, Jokic is your MVP on the court. The MVP off the court, make no mistake, uh, is, is Tim Connolly. So... Uh, gave credit to to uh, the organization, the ownership group. Uh, Connolly deserves credit, and then Michael Porter Jr. deserves credit. Uh, d- deserves credit. He he has poured himself uh, into this game, and that's one reason. Like I also like this deal is because, like, I, I, I Michael Porter Jr. from what I have gathered in terms of how much he loves the game and how much he gives to the game, like in, in terms of a uh, work ethic. He lives it, so you're betting on you're betting on that as well. Like you're betting on that attribute as a person, and I think it was the same case with Jamal. Like when when he would when he was up, it was like you you know his um, habits at this point. You know that guy as a professional, and you're banking on it. You're banking on that trajectory, and Michael Porter Jr. has a trajectory that. You know, and I said this in a video uh, for the fan here in Denver. It's like Michael Porter Jr. Represent, uh, represents a ceiling that is the sky. Like this infinite potential that you're, 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 you're scared to even make analogies because you don't want to step on toes of some of the greatest players of all time. Right? Like you're, we're, we're forced to like go with these Kevin Durant um type of comparisons from a talent standpoint, of course not from an accomplishment standpoint. Michael Porter's got a long way to go. But to be six foot ten and have the skill set that he has, the ability to shoot the ball, uh the handle uh is 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 still coming along, but to be six foot ten, have that touch and be a, you know, fifty percent from the field, forty percent from uh, uh the three point line and and potentially ninety percent from the free throw line, like you can reasonably forecast that. Michael Porter Jr. Like you can you can do that. And again, that just goes to the, uh, the the fact that this this had to get done. What do you you are you you not going to get this done? Why wouldn't you? If there was more uh, health concerns leading up to this point, I see maybe 
uh, the idea of uh, pumping the brakes and, and seeing it through for one more season. But he, he hasn't given you a reason uh, to do that. So it's a testament to him and, you know, just all around. This is, this is, this is, a, this is a win, I, I think, uh, for the franchise. And with this signing, your core four is officially set. Like, that, that's, that's what it is. It's Jamal Murray, it's Nikola Jokic, it's Aaron Gordon, and it's Michael Porter Jr. And there's a lot to like about that. And the fact that it lines up from an age standpoint, I think is also a pretty unique. That these guys are all in the same, in, in terms of the core four, they're all in the same age category. Uh, Aaron Gordon is 26 years old. Nikola Jokic is 26 years old. Jamal Murray is 24. And Michael Porter Jr. is 23. So you got 23, 24, 26, 26. That's important because all of these guys should be in their prime at the same exact time. And that's how you try to strike uh, during a championship window. And the Denver Nuggets are, are doing just that. And then in addition to those guys, you got some pretty good complimentary pieces um, otherwise, which, which of course we know that uh, you need on a championship team as well. So I think uh, this is a really this, – this, this has a chance. This has a real chance these next few years. And certainly these last two years I think will be cl- clumped within uh, these, these coming years when we look back at it many, many years from now. This has a real chance to be – a golden age of Denver Nuggets basketball. It really does. And it has an opportunity to be special. And you look at the rest of uh, the Western Conference, we're not living in a dynasty era at the moment. All right, it seems to be wide open. And when you talk about the wide open nature of the league right now, you have to put Denver uh, squarely in that conversation with whoever else that you would name, whether it's the Lakers or Clippers or Mavs or whoever, Warriors on the comeback, who, whoever, the Suns, all, all that. I, you, could, you can, with sound logic and with a sound mind, say that you could see the Denver Nuggets winning a championship in the next two to four years. And the the fact that I can reasonably say that and not get thrown out of the bar for being a you know a Nuggets homer or you know looking with you know blue and yellow tinted glasses, uh, no, that's it's the real. You got the MVP. You have the continuity. You have the youth. Uh, I do believe that they have the coach, and we'll we'll see where this goes. But this is fun, man. Like this is fun. You look around the league, there's only a handful of spots that um, you could be optimistic, reasonably optimistic about the here and the now and the future. So endless possibilities. It's, it's, it's fun conversations, and here we go. I mean, we'll have games here right around the corner. It won't be too long. We'll have preseason here, uh, I think right there at the tail end of the first week of October. And then before you know it, uh, they'll be uh, tossing that ball up for regular season action. <clears throat> Game number one, October 20th. It's a Wednesday on ESPN on the road in Phoenix, Arizona. All right. Uh, we will leave it there for now. As always, guys, I appreciate 
uh, you stopping by and hearing me out on some Denver Nuggets thoughts and getting ready to crank it up here and do these podcasts more regularly. And I'm fired up, man. I'm fired up. It's season four of the Mile High Hoops podcast, and I appreciate uh, your listenership, however uh, frequent uh, and for how long. All right, we'll leave it there for now. And we'll check in at some point here in the next couple weeks. Buckle up. Here we go. And you know that whatever is in store for this coming season, we'll be talking about it throughout the Mile High Hoops podcast. Oh, hey, didn't realize you were listening. Well, let's make this quick. And don't touch that dial. We're Rocky Mountain Forest Products, and we're not aggressive. We're passionate. And we're not going to blast you with facts you don't need. But when you do, visit rmfp.com. Whether you're in need of fencing, decking, or siding information, it's all there. And best of all, it's free. No one likes a salesman, so we're not going to sell you. Whether you need the info or not, just remember rmfp.com. You do you, Colorado. You do you.